welcome to the Dicebreaker Podcast. It's Friday. We're back uh, with episode 97, Redux. Woo! Uh, for <laughs> us last week, uh, we had a fairly disastrous tech uh, everything. Uh, so, unfortunately, we couldn't do the podcast last week. So, this is episode 97, but again. Uh, this time it will last longer than five minutes of us going, oh god, why is nothing working? Uh, <laughs> However, I'm Matt Jarvis. I'm uh, the host of this here podcast, and I'm joined this week by three of the team. Uh, I'm joined, let's kick off uh, a recent addition to the team, uh, Maddie Cullen, uh, joining us for not your first podcast, but let's hope your first full podcast yeah. this time. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me again, and fingers crossed that I'm not cursed and it's not just me, and it will work. Not at all. Like, yeah. uh, it just seems that every stream we try and do, something breaks somewhere, and it's just a, a question of the how enormous the issue is at the time. Uh, but yeah, good to good to have you on. Also joining us this week, uh, Alex Meehan. Hi, yeah, I'm back. Also, baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so predictable you're even doing it. Um, <laughs> after a period of being off uh, with the Rona, it's not nice. Spoiler alert, it sucks. No yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wow. back. Hi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, no. So, I was going to say um, up front, we may have a few technical issues. Yeah, time. I was about to jump in with that, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You'll still be able to hear us, and ultimately, that's the most important part. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a podcast. It's ultimately an auditory experience. The visuals is just a little little yeah. cherry on top. Of course, rounding out the team finally uh, this week, Liv Kennedy. Hello, hi there. It's me, Liv Kennedy, with the technical issue rundown. Issue rundown. So I've been informed that I'm a bit loud. I've turned myself down. I've turned everyone else up. <laughs> Hope that helps. And also, sometimes our feeds will be popping in and out, but don't worry, you can hear us. Also, big love. <laughs> yeah, but don't worry. It's 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 like a cat when you know, like the cat has to be in the same room as you sometimes mm-hmm. because if if it's not there, then it doesn't know you're still here. But don't yeah. worry, it's not like that. <laughs> Even though you can't see us, we're still we're still going to be always here. with you. Yeah, we'll be scratching at your door with our voices. <laughs> Uh, the, the Dicebreaker podcast experience. Yeah, you're in the toilet. <laughs> scratching at your earlobes. Trying to have a moment of privacy and a new cat is trying to come in. You're like, there's nothing going on here. No cats do love toilets. Cat. I yeah. don't know what it is. Cats don't like water, but cats apparently do love toilet water. Yeah, you're just like, you know, just doing your thing in the bathroom. What thing? And One of two things yeah. normally, yeah. A cat just on the toilet or something. And the <laughs> just on the toilet? Oh, well, you're on the toilet. I'm on the toilet. And then the cat is like growling outside of the door and you're like, I'm not going to get up and let you in. And then eventually, of course, you have to because if you don't, it will just not stop that. Yeah. And then it like looks around as if... <laughs> Yeah. There's like a bullrog in there or something. <laughs> I mean, I have I to let my cats in if they if they're scratching at the door because otherwise yeah. they will protest mm-hmm. and it may be dirty. So well, they do the thing where they pull the carpet up outside yeah. of the door and then they actually oh. pull it up, but mm-hmm. flooring it so much, and then then you're in trouble. <laughs> so desperate to get into the bathroom. No, so, like oh, when you're so in the bath and you're like, I'm not getting out of the bath. Open that door, you. Did you end up just disappointed because they come in? They're like, oh, 
there is this nothing is in here and it's like uh, yeah this is, same this, as like, always a room what full did you of like cold <laughs> tiles and wetness most of the time <laughs> You're it? worse. it's not a cat a cat zone yeah. mm. uh, but what is a cat zone is this podcast to where we talk hey! about yeah. board games and tabletop rpgs and all kinds of tabletop things uh, and as usual we kick off by chatting about what we've been up to this week so let's kick off this week with maddie we've been playing Ooh, wow. what we've been up to I have been playing some old school essentials, yeah. uh, which has been very fun. But not nothing that I thought I would ever get into. Like I'm a big D and D fan. I love Five E, and that's all I've ever played. Um, and then yeah, I just kind of wound up looking online at a really cool dungeon, and then I played the dungeon, and now I'm obsessed. And it's really really fun. It's just great. Uh, really really cool combat. Lots of like things when you kind of start role playing and you're like i want to go and like cut someone's arm off so they can't attack oh. me anymore you can do that in osu you can wow. do all of the combat things you kind of wish you could do in D, &D. um and it's great it's nice. really really fun is it based like... on because it's an osr game right so is it is it based yeah. on like original like first edition D, D, or is it like a slightly later edition yeah i think it's like original first edition so it does have some like extra rules about um like your torch is running out and stuff and like oh, timing that like, constantly just... which like is slightly stressful but <laughs> it's worth it for the amazing dungeons and like the rest of it it's really good i'm always talking about yeah, like but... the need for realism and also just like i want to swing a sword around you know, yeah <laughs> yeah i want to yeah. swing a sword <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the balance for every RPG, the, the realism and wanting to swing a sword around. And I think I think it gets a good a good mix. Mm. Perfect mm. balance. Nice. Uh, you've been playing much else other than old school essentials? Yes, I have been. What did I even put down that I was playing? Oh, um, I haven't played it <laughs> yet, but I've been thinking a lot about Kids on Bikes, mm -hmm. which is arriving, the rule book, this weekend. Um, I've been very excited. I've just been looking up everything I can about it before it arrives because I'm so excited I can't wait. So <laughs> it just looks really, really fun. Um, I just desperately want to do like a Stranger Things, Gravity Falls, yeah. like little just slaps. hanging out, <laughs> doing little Scooby-Doo adventures. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm really excited for that. I've just been doing lots of like planning and making Pinterest boards and mm -hmm. just getting a lot of art together, which is like kind of nothing. I'm just looking at pictures, but it feels very fun. No, it's and I'm having research. a great time. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, that's all right? You're setting, <laughs> setting the tone. Like, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Inspiration. I mean, like, I know Kids on Bikes has, like, really strong 80s nostalgia vibes, mm. which I personally don't get because I wasn't alive during the 80s. <laughs> and therefore, have, exactly, and have no nostalgia for the period. Mm -hmm. um but obviously like the there's been like a renaissance of that recently with with stuff mm. like stranger things and kids on bikes definitely feels like it's playing yeah, into everyone that. that was alive then is now old enough to be making all of the things so mm. that's just like mm. where we're at right now <laughs> yeah yeah kids on bikes uh tales from the loop uh kids on brooms <laughs> kids on Rooms is like a wizard. No, game. I know it is. But yeah. like, it's, it's <laughs> it could be 80s wizards, though. Could be I would love to see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I just... feel like. Oh, sorry. Oh, go on. I was going to say, even the like with a lot more OSR games recently, um, like the old school revival stuff, like old mm. school essentials. It's like there's a lot of people just going like. Yeah, like I kind of wish games were kind of like they were in the the seventies or eighties, and that stuff exists as much as it does for you know. 
people can play like D&D 5e if they want to, but people mm -hmm. can also just play like four trillion different games that are based on original D&D. &D. Yeah. Uh, and like oh. let you count your how long your torch lasts <laughs> if that's if that's the thing you like. I definitely think it was all just like pure nostalgia based and I was like well I didn't play old D&D &D or anything like yeah I wasn't alive in the 80s why would I be, want to do this but there are definitely like, some really really good things in there and like if you pick that apart and I think like I found OSE has definitely been updated you know like you don't have to do like Thaco and stuff like that's what I was like I don't want to do that I don't understand um it's worse why would we go back to that and you don't have to yeah so yeah. Like, yeah. When you say, did you say Thaco? Is that the yeah. like advanced edition? No, advanced D and D. What 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 is that one? Um, that's like the what two hit armor class. Oh right. So it's like yeah. it's like the really convoluted rules they had to calculate armor class originally. Yeah, right? two hit okay. armor class zero. Yeah, we have to like <laughs> add comes numbers up to like work out. Yeah, yeah, it's mm -hmm. very confusing. Like the lower number you have the harder it is to hit you compared to like ascending armor class which we obviously have in 5e now where it's like the higher your armor the harder it is to hit you which just makes more sense because yeah. like a number harder to reach yeah dan mm -hmm. says i want a taco now i thought <laughs> i was just thinking about tacos <laughs> you took back out and i was like i'm so sorry it's like me and and, and jana heading out for tacos after this all right okay <laughs> well tonight Doing it, Ooh. ordering tacos. Mm. Nice. Faco and tacos is like a good. That's a good. Yeah. Somewhere social. a board game cafe needs to do. Yeah. Faco and tacos. Yeah. So I You have to do the faco bit. No, I don't want that. Yeah. Want no. Yeah. Well, okay. Fair enough. Ta it's just taco and tacos. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sign me up. Taco and yeah. That's. <laughs> I mean, uh, honestly, I think we should do like a monthly social where we like one of us like runs an RPG and we eat a different kind of cuisine. That's what I think mm. we should do. A relevant cuisine. So yeah. we're playing OSE, we will eat tacos for Thaco. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's okay, what's, let's, uh, we're on this train now, so let's, let's <laughs> run it to the end. What's the D&D &D pairing? Like, what's the D&D &D meal? Oh, like it's a stew? Like, yeah, stew and like bread and... <laughs> yeah, yeah so like milk. Meats it, and cheeses. It, it mm. works, and there's there's a there's a plenty of substance to it, but it's not the most exciting meal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. That's uh, what I would say. D and D rations, which is something that me and Maddie have been discussing in depth recently. Yeah, because we're 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 coming up with like a few ideas here and there. Basically, we want to make each other a bag of rations uh, for D and D. <laughs> We're gonna make it happen. <laughs> One day we're gonna come into lunch, each with a little handkerchief for each other, yeah. and hand it over L and open lemon up. Spread. Yeah, yeah, no, have wow. yeah. lemon spread. Yeah, yeah I, I imagine it would be mm -hmm. some form of dried meat. Yeah, from yeah. a stick of dried meat, some, <laughs> some undescribable. I mean, I'm not creature. gonna come in and give Maddie, who does not eat meat, some dried no. meat. <laughs> You can yeah. get vegan uh, jerky. It's good. Yeah, yeah vegan jerky is really good. Berky, 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 Berky rations. Mm. Berky rations. It, I imagine it'd be that. Like, yeah, a hunk of stale bread. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe some dried fruit because you want stuff that's gonna last, right? Because you yeah. do yeah. yeah. You're on a long voyage. Mm -hmm. You don't want mm. the finest astronaut ball ice cream. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> yeah, just that thrown in as well. Yeah, that's, um, that's yeah, awesome. What, uh, really an RPG. Astronaut, Deadlands. Sci-fi rations we could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deadlands, uh, beans. Bacon. Beans, yeah, just beans mm-hmm. in a can. Blades beans in the in dark is anything you can cut with a knife, but you have to do mm-hmm. it in a dark room, uh, which <laughs> is oh. dangerous. <laughs> Just um, like trying that's to know, very slice vague. cheese. I'm not into that. Okay, <laughs> specifically. Specific. Right. What's something you cut with a knife? Cheese. What? Right. Hey, you have to serve up cheese in a darkened cheese room, board? and that's blades in the dark. Cheese board. Cheese Yeah, but and it's wine. just stained with like where you've caught yourself with the knife as you've tried to. I don't like, like that. It's dark, so that's that's okay. Why? I'm not going to bring a cheese board to my Blades in the Dark session. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine anything less Blades in the ju- yeah. Dark than a cheese board, to be fair, because like <laughs> because that game takes place in like a steampunk. Like you're among criminals. They're all kind of to be honest. You know, yeah. and, like nobody's turning up to plan a heist of a charcuterie board. No, I mean maybe they should be. <laughs> yeah, I would be yeah. much more up for planning a heist if I had a nice little like. I guess that's yeah. to pick out. That's the no. Ocean's Eleven approach to heisting. Is like somebody turns up with charcuterie. Someone's ordering room service. Daddy wrong load says Blades of the Dark feels like it would be suet with eels in. No, yeah. No, yeah. Okay, realizing yeah. this, it would be eel, some, some yeah. smoked eel, eel, or eel pie, eel, guts, eel pie, yeah. yeah, just a whole eel, just <laughs> slapping it against a rock. <laughs> oh no! Jeez. Oh, well, look forward to the Dicebreaker yeah. RPG recipe book. D and D, dinner and dessert. Dessert, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, dessert is or dinner also and drinks. Eel. You can have your dinner you know. drinks if you want. Mm-hmm. Oh, that eel trifle. Eel trifle. No, I'm okay. Mm. Like, I'm all right without yeah. eel trifle. Yeah, no, I'm good. Could uh, it just be like coiled up in the bowl in like a spiral? Oh yeah, imagine just like a, a Mr. Whippy machine. Other oh, no! ice creams are available, but it's just an eel that curls out onto a cone. <laughs> <laughs> and for the yeah. eel is like. <laughs> 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 just looking off at you. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be me serving it to you, going, there you are, John, I really see you I don't want to hear what the eel ice cream van plays as it comes down the street. It's the same with eel. It would play eels up inside you, find an entrance where they can't, eels. What's that? Come on. Come on, The was a long time ago. Mighty Bush. Oh, I don't know. There was a man who was, who, it was about eels. He liked eels. Yeah. Right, yeah. Maybe you can go into business partnership with him then. Yeah, I don't know where he is now. Maybe he's in, tweet him, say business idea. Got your business name as well. It's Eels on Wheels, man. There you are. Eels on Wheels. I'll get wheels involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's eels on eels on, on wheels. <laughs> and you put some eels on top of wheels, and then it's eels on wheels on eels. No, on wheels. Yeah. I feel like this is spiraled out. Yeah, we've, like this is. Me. We hopped on the train, we rode it to the end, and then we crashed it through the side of the ladder. <laughs> uh, Maddie, have you been playing anything else recently? I don't know if I should say, but we've been playing anything else if Kids on Bikes turns to eel van. Um... <laughs> That would be the name of the podcast, by the way. Uh, this episode, uh, eel van. Yeah. Eel van. I love yeah. that. The picture of you in an ice cream van. <laughs> 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 Me and an eel in an ice cream yeah. van. 
Oh, yeah, I don't need it. the eel. It's my partner. <laughs> <laughs> my business partner. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> have I been playing anything else? Um, yeah, I think, like I said, in the last Secret Lost episode of the podcast, um, mm. I'm DMing while Beyond the Witchlight. So, uh, yeah, just just carrying on with that. It was our off week. We do every other week this week. But I've been planning, reading ahead, preparing, uh, ready to steal more precious items from my players Ooh. and fun things like that. Fun fact uh, that Maddie is DMing this this campaign, but I'm currently playing this campaign yeah. in, a separate, Whoa. in a separate thing instance. So it's fun being on both sides. Ooh. It's fun. We've been discussing some notes. You are a lot further than my players, though. They are yeah. they're still in the carnival starting area. Mm-hmm. And we're about to be in our fourth session. So they've just they've just done like every ride you can, which is kind of fun. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah. No, that's oh. pretty much what we did. Yeah. Just um uh, getting as much out of this carnival as we possibly can before we're mm-hmm. like, okay, fine, we'll follow the leads that you've been laying out. Do mm-hmm. the adventure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Why can't the whole adventure just be a day at the carnival? I don't understand why it has to. I mean, it could be. There is a mystery. You don't have to solve it. You could just no. hang out and be like, all right, we're gonna, I... we're gonna head off now. Mm. Had a good time. Yeah. Anyway, have Been fun. Yeah. Dodge yeah, I can't believe we spent this whole session just waiting in a queue to get on this one ride. Like, we I really mean, should yeah, have got one of those express tickets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. it's not like Dodgems either, me, and it's something that you would be a fan of, I think. And it's um, there are snail races. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, right, so... exactly. Um... Oh no, I'm being lured over to Disney. <laughs> there you are. Come it's join really us. fun. Snail races. Wait, I'll mm. need to clarify something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you sit on the snail? Yes, you do. Yes. Oh my god, this is even better than I expected. <laughs> I thought it. No, I thought it, you just bet on some snails no, you doing sit. some racing, which that I was enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited about, but you, you sit on the snails. Uh huh. They all have different names. Yeah. Um, oh my you can god. Pick one. The I gave them all different is, personalities. Yeah. They're great. If I did play this, I, I would never leave no, the snail <laughs> Everyone else would be like, we want to go and look at this. And I'd be like, go on, then. Oh, I'm here. This, yeah, this is my life now. I look, I tend to the snail. <laughs> That's allowed. I thought you could, you know, make a whole campaign out of you looking after snails yeah. and, like, growing your snail, like career as a, like a jockey oh no. my god snail career <laughs> <laughs> you just went feral i love that <laughs> um, i used to have pet snails you know this is a true story i know a lot of people with pet snails yeah yeah like the big ones the big ones just... oh the big african african land snails i used oh, wow. to have i used to have mm. some and i kept them in a tank mm. and... it, like as a kid as a ch- as a child, I was obsessed with insects, particularly mm. snails. I liked them very much, and uh, my mum was like, "Okay, I will buy you them. They're oh. pretty cheap." Uh, that was like worst pets you could get. They were. I would be entirely honest with you. They weren't great. <laughs> <laughs> there was two of them, and they used to eat a lot, and they sort mm. of just sort of went around mm. and doing their snail thing, and then. They just kept having a lot of babies, and I was like, "Please stop, because I don't want to look after these. Because I don't know how you 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 incubate snail Mm. eggs." But all they wanted to do was basically have sex, Uh and they died. They died shortly after. Died. 
Oh, is it like uh, one of the what's the sci-fi thing where like you have to you give birth to something and then you immediately die? What is that? No, no, it wasn't like that because they had multiple batches of of eggs. Right. It's just like you if you want the eggs to hatch properly, you need to like take them and like put them in a special mm-hmm. thing and like. Mm-hmm. I didn't want more snails. Mm. I just wanted two, <laughs> so I was like, "Please, to stop!" Mm. Uh, but I couldn't keep them apart. They, they just, oh, you know. And in ages. the end, true love, they yeah. passed away. Oh. Um, apparently, so, it, it, it happens. The snails, oh. they yeah. just exhaust themselves. Jesus. I mean, it doesn't seem like they have much energy to start with, so yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> we don't have much else to do in there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we're just supposed to have one, so they go, you know. <laughs> so there you go. You learned something interesting today, folks. And learn develop snail contraception. You know, that's what I learned. Yeah, I was gonna say like our snail is like one of those insects that can kind of be like. I mean, technically, just one gender, or yeah, but, like what's. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm against the details. Sorry, about snails. <laughs> um, they, yeah, they don't have a gender. They are. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't remember what it's called specifically, mm. but they can be whatever. But they're not really anything. They, they don't yeah. need specific genitals. Mm-hmm. But so they you just... can't plan what kind of snails to get. You just no, exactly. To... You can't avoid. If you've got no. more than one snail in there, they're mm. probably going to end up doing something. <laughs> a life lesson for everybody yeah this is my warning if you ever have (laughs) pet snails Mm. be prepared (laughs) prepare yourself maybe even keep them keep them in separate areas or Mm. romeo and julia Mm. yeah Yeah. obviously if you want to raise an entire you know family of snails snails. (laughs) colony of snails then go ahead like they they will do the work for Mm. you there we go i'm just just a quick uh, little interjection so there's this one episode of my brother my brother and me which everyone got really mad Mm -hmm. at it's called war with grandpa where the brothers usually take the time to answer people's questions and stuff um did not do that for the entire hour-long episode and just talked about spoke about this film with like robert de niro where he's he's having a war with his grandchild um, and they spoke about this for the entire episode. This feels like it has war with grandpa energy. Yeah. So we should move away from. from I sales. feel like. Yeah, we should a, get back on track. I feel like that's a film I should know, by the way. Probably. Uh, <laughs> considering my interest in bad films, particularly ones involving Robert De Niro. Uh-huh. I, there's a lot of them. There are many. Yeah, there are many. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah, does no, not it, care it anymore. It is real. All right. Yes. Yeah, so that's me. You uh, <laughs> uh, As we were chatting about Wild Beyond the Wishlight, Liv, shall we move on over to you? Okay. All right. Hi, I'm Liv. Um, I yes, I also played Wild Beyond the Witchlight as a player. Um, spoilers for Wild Beyond the Witchlight, kind of. Actually, maybe. What? No spoilers. Fine. No spoilers. I'm playing a bunny, a bunny wow. artificer. It's great. Spoilers for my campaign, which you will never see. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, she lost something. Now she's found it. That's what I'll say. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, a journey. Yeah, it was a. It's been an arc, a, a real, a real good arc. Um, uh, also, been playing my homebrew D and D session, which I spoke uh, in depth about on the uh, on the painting stream yesterday. 
So if you want to see me ramble on while Maddie diligently paints her mini. <laughs> I loved it. it. That was some great stories. Yeah, I thought it was it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So check that out from yesterday. There um, was some interesting stuff coming out of that stream. At the end oh. of the day, I just opened up Slack. I'm just greeted by this abomination. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the bloody like, elephant. Yeah, this a picture of this horrible elephant <laughs> yeah it looks like a yassified elephant yes, yes it does. the yassification <laughs> of elephants yeah it has begun oh it's because um my partner chloe put in the in the stream chat and she would there's a face there's the face if anyone was in the chat yeah, yeah. yesterday feel free to put the face in the chat here today but it's you it's the emoji eye a set of lips and another emoji yeah, eye yeah and then mm -hmm. and i we both think it's really funny and i was like i i in the evening when I got home, I was like, I cannot believe you brought the this cursed energy to the to the stream. <laughs> um <laughs> and uh then it all escalated way too quickly. Um but yeah, yeah that's it was a good stream. Check it out. Um it was fun. It's fun. Um uh yeah so apart from that as well um I'm playing tonight with uh, I'm a part of a two shop uh D, D extravaganza where um we're in we're a part of the Strixhaven world so basically like the magical world of D, D um yeah and we're all playing like basically it's like a mean girls one shot where basically we're all like oh my god like we're at a party and we're really popular but like also magic um and it is Whoa. amazing spectacular <laughs> it's a it's a lot of fun um and my character is a 12th level um what's it called trickster cleric and it's a lot of fun to play and i'm happy well fun with it um moving away from D, &D i've also played oh we introduced i met i introduced maddie to betrayal of the house on the hill mm. well, yes. yeah, which maddie had not played before and we were like well seeing as yeah, people have put the face in the chat thank you everyone um, <laughs> um um yeah so uh yeah seeing as the Third edition is coming out pretty soon. Mm -hmm. get, um, get hype. Yeah, yeah, get hype, everyone. I was like, oh, let's take a look at this now. Um, yeah, so we played. It was fun. It was just the two of us. Which it's not. I think it's meant to be three players. And we just yeah, it's not ideal for that. No. Um, so what <laughs> I saw had fun. Yeah, I had fun too. Yeah. Um, uh, we. Uh, uh, yeah, Maddie had to unleash a horde of zombies upon mm -hmm. my one character. Mm. and um because it was like don't worry they're slow and it's like well this yeah that's fine when you don't you know break your flashlight so that you can only move one step at a time and you have no one else to get any flashlight batteries off of so then you perish oh. so yeah. i felt so bad i just cornered <laughs> you in the chapel and i was like i yeah gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> sorry be like that yeah, yeah do be like that, that. You. when yeah. the third edition arrives we should do a proper game because like yeah that is one of my favorite it's broken as hell yeah i wonder whether the third edition is going to fix it a bit i good. would like them to do a complete do over on the rule book mm. because one of the biggest complaints about that game is that the rule book is not not well written. Yeah, <laughs> they fixed a lot of that stuff in Betrayal Legacy, so I'd hope that they bring yeah. across a lot of the changes that they made in Legacy to the original game, because like... Legacy is still very close to Betrayal as yeah. it was, but it's improved in a number of ways. It feels like they're doing like a proper do-over on it, though. Like I am, That's cool. like I said in the past, I am exceedingly impressed by how much they seem to have put into this third edition. Like, it is not just 
here's a new front cover and some new miniatures. It's like, yeah. it seems to be a full on, like almost like a sort of remake, which I am <sighs> here for. <sighs> yeah, yeah, those scabby old miniatures you saw there, Maddie. <laughs> they are, they are long gone. I yeah. loved the miniatures. Oh, they're wonderful. <laughs> they're, they're melting. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> melting and screaming. Um, <laughs> it fell up. Yeah, it did. It did. It's true. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Apart from that, uh, we also learned how to play King Domino with with Matt this week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah we played yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was good. I like King Domino. Uh, I've said a lot about King Domino in the past, mainly Queen Domino because I still think Queen Domino is better. But the original King Domino, still a good game. Like plays really fast. It's good fun. What did you both think uh, coming to it for the first time? I really, I really liked it. it. Yeah. yeah, I was very bad at it. Um, but I really liked it. it. No, I think the key was. I mean, I kept putting my my little meeple first, so I'd, I'd get first pick of everything, and I think that's pretty key to be. Oh yeah, a winning strategy. I really just thought I had it in the bag at the beginning, mm-hmm. and I really was just waiting on a few things to pay off, um, and they did not pay off. I still had loads of fun. So yeah, me too. I think I'm I'd fine. like to add it to my collection. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, King Domino is a, it was it is one of those games that I would literally recommend to anyone. Um yeah, I think so it is easy. like a real like... real like modern classic, uh, to use mm. like that phrase. Um but yeah, like I I it's I've played that game a lot and I think the thing that I can do now that I couldn't do for a long time is I spent so many games where I'd get to the end and just be like, oh no. Like, I've got two gaps, and yeah, they are not together, yeah. so I can't put this domino down at the end. Uh, yeah. And it's just like, my whole plan oh, has fallen <laughs> apart. Uh, and it feels twice as bad for some reason, because there are two separate gaps rather than just the one. Yeah, But it's like, oh, I've made a mess of this. Yeah, <laughs> that was me last time. <laughs> <laughs> um, something that I'll mention quickly, which I didn't list um, on the doc, was that we were talking to Chase, about um, the Jurassic World uh, Legacy of Elon of La uh, game, which we will go into more depth on um, the channel in the next few weeks and stuff. But from what we heard from Chase, seems like it's very exciting. Mm. It sounds so good. Like, mm-hmm. sounds like there's like incredible attention to detail and like theatrics and like literally everything you do. And mm-hmm. I'm so down for that. Yeah, same. Like, um, it does everything you want from like a legacy game. Like, as you progress, there'll be like like little envelopes full of like character reveals and like like minis and and stuff like that. And it's like that sounds really cool to me. Um, you play some mm-hmm. characters that like have different powers, and there are different things that you should do to look after the park. And if you, it's kind of like a management game in that respect, um, but like with lots of different different elements. From what we heard, it sounds real good. So I am mm-hmm. excited to uh, actually yeah. give that a go. Yeah, I'm excited because even though it's called Jurassic World, because apparently mm-hmm. that's now the the name of the franchise, the franchise oh, yeah. quote, quote. like it it. It very much includes Jurassic Park, which mm-hmm. you know is having watched the original trilogy, <laughs> it's the best one and the one that we really care about, although I have a fondness for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the fact that it got that and the art cell's really cool and it includes yeah. like those characters that you really like. Laura Dern's in it, so but, you know, I'm happy. Yeah, what else do you want? Yeah, what else do you want? Oh, Dennis Nedry's in it. What the hell? He's <laughs> also you. in it. So <laughs> yeah, I hope that they have a little 
well to be honest you don't need to do that just open youtube on your phone and just play the jurassic park theme mm. just on repeat i remember having like a board game night many years ago uh, and we were we were waiting for a wrestling show uh, that was kicking off at about midnight and we went down into town because uh, i was living in canterbury at the time and we just picked up some board games and came back uh, and ordered way too much pizza well, and then we dream. played board games for about five or six hours while we were waiting for the show to start. So from about six o'clock in the evening onwards. And in the background, we had the Blu-ray of Jurassic Park, but in Japanese, uh, and was just playing on a loop, like those whole five, six hours. So we were just playing like Carcassonne. Weird. This is the kind of stuff they put on in like clubs and stuff. Like they yeah, just put it's... on like, have you never... You never gone to a club and they just have a film on in the background, like yeah, I mean, sometimes, yeah. But, yeah. Like I don't often like turn my living room into like club vibes, <laughs> but for whatever reason, like we we put it on and it was just playing in Japanese in the background, like dubbed in Japanese. Uh, why? I don't know. I can't remember why. I can't remember if the original Blu-ray was in Japanese and it was just like the default language or. That feels like one of those things ago, where you're like in a coma and it's like the one towel that you're in a coma because you're like, oh, that's yeah. something really mm. weird. And they're like playing it over and what over in the hospital for you. Mm -hmm. That's what that sounds like to me. Yeah. Like... Oh, are you in a coma? Are we all equipped <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'm just living Groundhog Day, but it's just watching Jurassic Park in Japanese again. And I'm again. real. I'm real. <laughs> Please, Matt. <laughs> yeah. um, I just don't know. It could yeah. all be in Matt's imagination. I oh, love gosh. It. That means everyone else is everyone watching or listening ah okay actually not anyway um so so um yeah there was that and also um the um myself and matt played um pokemon trading card game live we did it's a lot of words it's a lot of words <laughs> yeah. in that title but, yeah we we finally got it to work um because it, it's in a, a limited beta at the moment uh, so if you live in canada or you at least tell the internet that you live in canada uh you too can play uh pokemon tcg live uh which is we yeah we eventually got it to work live uh, and i don't know about you but it's you know it it does that Pokemon thing. You can play yeah. the Pokemon cards. My uh, and is that thing. you can play the Pokemon trading card game online. That's that's great. Yeah. That's what you Confirmed. want. Confirmed. <laughs> it has Pokemon cards and you can play them. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, it it's pretty solid as far as it, it goes. Like I so like I played Magic Arena, I played the Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Jewel, and now obviously Pokemon TCG Live. Mm -hmm. uh, and I played previously Pokemon TCG Online, uh -huh. uh, which this will eventually mm. replace. Um, so it's kind of the new the new digital home of Pokemon. Mm. Okay. The hot new thing that all the kids <laughs> Yeah. And I think it, it looks better than the old one, as you'd expect. Like, I don't think the visuals are... Amazing. Like, no. Yeah, like the <laughs> in Master Jewel, for instance, you play on backgrounds and you can customize them and as you get damaged mm -hmm. they kind they start to crack and like things you have like a little companion that sits to the side and it's all yeah. very kind of alive mm -hmm. and in pokemon tcg live <laughs> you play on like this grid yeah this kind of like uh -uh. gray white grid mm -hmm. and when you play certain cards they you know if you play a psychic card it ripples out with purple Whoa. and that's kind of cool but then it just goes kind of back to being gray again so yeah. it's like you get little bursts of color but it's quite like I don't it's know, it feels like oddly sterile at points. Yeah, I mean, the online was like that. Online looked even worse. Like, online looked like an MS Paint drawing, <laughs> say. But, like, at least this one, the characters don't 
look absolutely horrendous. But like, mm. yeah, it does feel like I still it still baffles me they don't put more effort into it because like, you look at you know it's it's compared to like Magic Arena mm. or like Hearthstone even or whatever like. They put a lot of effort into the presentation of yeah. the game, mm. like to get people into it. And then here they're just like, yeah. Yeah, I guess because like, it's Pokemon, own. so you have to enjoy it. Yeah. It's yeah. You have to. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no matter what, you're always going to have the cards. Like, if you're playing it online, you kind of want the rest of it to be the thing that yeah. like, is different. Mm. Like, like, you kind of want that you, to really sell itself. If you use a flamethrower, do a little flamethrower thing, or like, if you use bubble bean, there's some bubbles that come out or something mm, like yeah. that. Like that stuff. Obviously, it takes more work and it's more money, so maybe that's why they didn't bother. But it's true. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. Pokemon. Pokemon probably aren't struggling for money though. No, like, I mean they're, they're not. So they're right. Mm -hmm. The Pokemon. I mean, here's the difference though. <laughs> they're not struggling for money. They just don't want to spend it. Like <laughs> they just want to really yeah. reap the benefits. Although it's interesting because we were talking about it, and like um, there isn't the option to like pay into this. No, no, it's free to play, entirely free yeah. to play. Like That's you can't cool. even buy currency. So, yeah. you know what? Actually, I'll take that over the fancy schmancy <laughs> mm -hmm. like animations and stuff. Mm -hmm. To be honest, yeah. like although they are currently, as far as I know, restricting it to just Sword and Shield releases at the moment mm -hmm. onwards. Mm -hmm. So you can't use cards from before Shame. the Sword and Shield sets. Mm -hmm. Which I me suspects has something to do with um, them wanting people to buy current sets and then using the codes that are in the sets to unlock mm. booster sets in the in the digital game. So mm. that's their way of kind of encouraging people to to still pay that sweet money. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's there's still a company. They're still out for mm -hmm. for cash. But yeah, it would be it would be a shame if they don't bring the rest of the collection there at some yeah. point um, because obviously. You know the the long term like Pokemon doesn't rotate like Magic does, so you need kind of the entire card library to make it viable as like a platform for tournaments because people yeah. don't just use. Bit I mean, new stuff. The, I think the formats do like restrict certain things, but as far as I know, you can you can use older cards like fairly freely. So yeah, but but you know like live, but it was pretty fun. Like you make your avatar, you've got like a little animated person. And, and that kind of thing like it, i think it's just a shame that because there are stadium cards like the fact that you play a stadium card and it doesn't transform the the board yeah. to match that you know pokemon has so many like fun visuals like people love pokemon stadium for a reason yeah yeah and they could have like just just made it a little more I... animated Lazzy. i think that it could be a really good option for a versus the world once it's out in its full true form like i feel like you know we could play yeah. some games with 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 the audience with the viewers mm. if you would like viewers let us know let us know yeah so um check out on uh sunday at 5 p.m maybe a cheeky little video about it so you know whoa and like oh you know, my god if you want to you know be informed when these videos come out maybe you should uh, subscribe and like the video and also click the bell to get notifications when these videos come out carrying on <laughs> uh, yeah uh, and it's worth saying it says in a limited beta at the moment so there's no fixed release date for it uh, but if you're in Canada or your internet says you're in Canada, you can go and download it and just try to play. We, we don't endorse that. We don't endorse it. <laughs> I mean, we, we have we an just, article on the website that we tells you how to get it. how to just, access it if you're outside of Canada. The information so. is there. Yeah, the information is available, and what you do with it is your your prerogative. But look, 
I never to told that. you to rob that person, okay? I just said you could. <laughs> I just pointed out the. the I just pointed out there. they have jewels on their hands. <laughs> they have their wallet yeah. hanging out their back pocket, just right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maddie Rongley says Pokemon don't rotate. Have you seen Hitmon Top? Yes, I have. Yeah, true. That's the one that's but yeah the po pokemon card game is again it is that game like it and that game is very much pokemon you know you can have up to six pokemon uh, including your active pokemon they mm. do attacks you put energy cards on them and then they do the thing they evolve sometimes they evolve into big ones big uh, ones sword and shield brought Me. across the Gigantamax Pokemon, which are called a V-Max. V-Max! Uh, in, the, in the card game. So you can get yeah. big Pikachu. If you want like massive this one, Pikachu. Look! Look! If, I, yeah, look. if you want big Pikachu, it's there. There's oh, big Pikachu. Yes. Big Pikachu. Yeah. I love him. He's oh got God, my best friend. He's got some grapes. <laughs> They're not grapes. Delicious grapes. They're like smoke clouds. Strong. Yeah, he's, he's a big boy. Uh, Liv, have you been playing anything else? No, I am. I'm complete. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Mion, let's jump over to you. Hello, yes. Uh, what have you been playing? I've not been on the podcast for ages. I've the podcast it. hasn't been... Bear in mind, the last couple of weeks we yeah. haven't had a podcast either. So Yeah, I mean, yeah. we haven't had a podcast and I've not been on it either. So you might as well not have a podcast. No, exactly. Wow. That's why there's all four of us here now, like, uh, just so we can witness... Yeah, that's why it didn't happen last week. The internet bad last week is you're just cutting the wires outside the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I... I I pulled myself out of my sick bed and <laughs> went to like cut the wires in a hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah, in a hazmat suit. Um, mm -hmm. I've been playing quite a lot, but um, I won't do all of it because we'll be here even longer. But um, okay, so recently <laughs> I've been playing uh, Citadels. We played that together. That was fun. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. that was fun. Um, that was a good game. It looked quite. It was quite an old copy, though. A bit manky. One of the Brunos, right? Bruno Fader. Bruno Faduti. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like Citadels. It's good. I might get myself a copy actually. Yeah. But um, it's quite mean. But I kind of like the mm. the ran well, the randomized characters sort of randomized, but actually drafting. It's good. Mm. Um, I've also played Eldritch Horror. Nope. Elder sign. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you just you uh, you assume that it must have been Elder Chora because it's Elder Chora. Well, yeah, because that's the one I would play. Mm. Elder Chora, um, more memorable than Elder Sign. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> I played Elder Sign uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, my friends had a copy, and I was like, "Oh, I've not played Elder Sign in, in years. Let's give that a go." And yeah, it's a game. <laughs> it just feels like it shouldn't. It, it you don't think of it as an. I don't think of it as like a horror game now basically because it's just like it's nothing like the other games in terms of what it what it makes you feel like arkham horror files games are genuinely really good and like they're so good at theme and like making you care about what you're doing and the greater picture of it all whereas elder sign is like you roll these dice did you pass the thing no yes <laughs> Does it really matter all that much? Um, yeah, it's like a, it's over 10 years old now. So, but, and it's showing its age and it seems to be one of those ones that Fancy Flight have kind of just let, let it die softly. <laughs> they don't really care about it anymore. But, um, which Matt was saying, Matches of Madness seems to be going 
Yeah, well, they've that there room. won't be any more expansions for mentions. Yeah, mentions for mentions. Um, which is yeah, is going because uh, yeah, Sarah and I used to pick up the expansion every year because it would come out around Christmas. We'd spend the mm. Christmas holidays playing the new mentions of Madness expansion. Um, yeah, but I think the last one was in 2019, maybe even. So They've been, been doing that a lot because Elder Torah, the the most recent Elder Torah expansion, was also 2018, 19, something like that. So it feels like I think it was a part of Fantasy Flight's general sort of approach to releasing expansions for board games, which they don't seem to do anymore. Mm-hmm. They seem to just be doing expansions for their living card games, presumably because it makes them more money. I'm not 100% sure. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they've recently revised Arkham Horror, the card game. They did a re-revised corset. They've been releasing the old cycles as expansions mm-hmm. but i don't know whether that's because it's a living card game or whether it's because of an arkham horror thing i'm starting to believe it's probably the the former rather than the latter unfortunately but that's a shame because like there are some really really good games in that franchise mm-hmm. uh, elder sign is not one of them in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> um i also played jaws the board game <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. We tried that when we did it for Shark Week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which we've played on the <laughs> we've played on the YouTube channel before. Um although I believe you you folks might have gotten a few things wrong. Probably. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember someone saying, Oh, I think we, we got some things wrong and therefore didn't play properly. Yes, but, um... I think we, we were we were following Loli's lead. That sounds like I'm throwing loads in the bus. No, but it's just the truth. Uh, I just never played That's fine. it. Um, but um, but yeah, no, definitely we could. I mean, I think we should replay it with that. It's in good. Yeah, it's it's good. good. Like um, we played it in a board game cafe, and you know what? It was, it was like easier than I expected to pick up. Um, despite there being quite a few not complicated but like not straightforward gameplay mechanics there where depending on whether you're playing as the shark or as the like I don't know what you call them heroes human <laughs> depends, depends on your perspective really <laughs> I suppose on who's right here but um yeah I was sort of teaching the game and also on the side of the humans and then we had two players playing the shark when mm-hmm. you're only supposed to have one but it's fine yeah. um and yeah. like it it was actually really good <laughs> like um the the humans you control three different characters and they each have different actions that they can perform but they're all designed to you're supposed to like synchronize with each other so and you can choose mm-hmm. which character goes first so you can be like I think this character should go first, so then they can do this thing, this thing, this thing, and lead into the next character's turn mm-hmm. and like set things up. That's and it, cool. it it takes place over two acts. Like the first act is the humans trying to like get the shark with like these barrels mm-hmm. to try and like hit the shark with these barrels. But the shark is hidden under the water, so you don't know where it is. So the humans are kind of working together to figure out where the shark is. And the shark are trying to stay hidden and eat the various mm. uh, unfortunate swimmers mm. out in the sea. Um, and in the our amount they eat, or the amount that yeah, doesn't it affect the second act? That yeah. So um, basically, the sec- the first act ends whenever either 
group manages to achieve their like objective. So in our case, the shark managed to eat all the people that it needed to eat, which was nine to to win wow. the, win <laughs> the first act. Yeah, Not a so good day at the beach. it wasn't great. No, we <laughs> That's a high we body actually count. <laughs> we started off really strong because we managed to actually hit the shark very early on with a barrel, mm. and they learned from that and. Then they they had these abilities, and one of them is like just eat a load of people at once. Mm. And unfortunately, they managed to do that. And, and somebody just said, just, just eat. Yeah, yeah. It was the it was a it was a buffet. Um, <laughs> and then in Act Two, because the shark had managed to eat nine people. <laughs> they had got access to all these ability cards, whereas we had the smallest amount of crew cards. Uh, and it made our lives a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. And so the second act takes place on the boat, like in the film when they're fighting the shark on the boat. And um, the humans are trying to figure out where the shark's going to pop up and attack like that square. And they've got like three different options that they can pick from. And the shark has to secretly choose one of those options and like mm -hmm. attack the boat or attack like the people. And it ended up with our boat being almost entirely destroyed. <laughs> oh, no. And then we having like a one one last stand like to kill the shark. And I was like, if we don't manage to kill you in this turn, you you win. And unfortunately we I will say acting, even though the shark had a lot of advantages with the ability cards, like the, it was. It still felt relatively balanced. The thing mm. that was was screwing us over was like poor dice rolls, which is nothing you can really mm. do about. We mm. were just rolling really badly, like just really unlucky. And the shark was rolling really well, so mm. um, it was good. Like it was, it was enjoyable. I would play that again. Um, and you can play either act on its own if you want. You don't mm. have to play both. But yeah, I wonder if I mean because you haven't played um, Camp Grizzly. Have you? Nope. Are you? Uh, no. I, I feel like you would probably enjoy that because it has the kind of same mechanic of like, well, not entirely the same. Like, you know, a separate player doesn't control the the, the villain, but mm. it's like there's a villain chasing after you and you have to like, you know, get the things you need in order to escape. And then there's kind of like a, there's a finale. It's not like an act two, but there's a finale. And like, that's, mm. that can be kind of fun. Yeah, yeah cool. I've, yeah. I've read about it and it seems pretty cool. Isn't there another one that's similar coming out? Dead by Daylight. Last Friday? Dead by Daylight also no, like not the Dead by Daylight board <laughs> It does game. work like that, though. Yeah, I was going to say similar, though. in a similar way. Mm -hmm. I'm aware it works like that. <laughs> that's just not what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it is yeah. Dead by Daylight. Um, I mean, like, I, both are oh, Sorry, you can you can look into my mind. You're kind of like I could never look into your mind. <laughs> no, it's a fancy place. Uh, last Friday, I believe it's called. It's it sounds relatively similar to that. Mm. Is a copy of that in the office? I managed to grab it, mm. so we should take a look at that. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is not to be confused with another series, which is like a solo series where you play as like someone trying to fight against the enemy. I can't remember what it's called. 
Final Girl? Girl. Yeah, I was about to say we need to play that as well. Look, this is all going to happen in Spooky Week, which me and Maddie are planning. Yes. (laughs) Spooky Week? (laughs) We're in March. I know. We're planning it in Well, it's a big week. week. There's a lot to plan. My goodness. Look forward to our six-month-long Spooky Week. Oh, my God. (laughs) It could be a month long. It might be all of October. Who knows? Um, All I'm saying is Dice Breakout, there are like a bunch of spooky-themed, you know, uh, escape rooms. Oh no, I'm gonna be too scared. Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm gonna be like, who's it. gonna be hiding in the corner all the time? <laughs> be like me and one we found. I'll be like, like like you oh made those I little went... noises like the like the uh, alliance do when they're like bur, 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 bur. I... you oh, should do that no. every time you blow into a tissue. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say like were you playing the um, the resistance because it's just it's literally just, bur, 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 you're just Yeah, I mean um no, I was playing the Vagabond. Not well, the first game I played, I played the Vagabond. So um we actually played two games, one on the Saturday, one on the Sunday. The one on the Saturday was a complete mess. Not only because I was a mess, mm-hmm. but also because we just played a terrible combination of factions that doesn't work. So, oh, like, no. <laughs> the Vagabond, the Eerie, and the Alliance, they do not work together. Oh, like, do you need you... four players for the Vagabond, or is there only three? I, to be honest, probably, yeah. I mean, like, the thing is, without the the Marquise the Cat there to, to mm. sort of... To butt heads against the eerie, the eerie just sort of swept, like ah. just swept things up. Because I, I should have been playing the vagabond more aggressively, but you just don't tend to do that when you're mm. the vagabond. It's just not usually what you do. So when I realised that, it was a bit too late, and uh, the wooden alliance, the pacing is just too slow. Like they, they take time to build up, and then suddenly they become a massive threat. But like the eerie just swept. I, it was the sh- shortest and worst game of root I've ever played. <laughs> no. It was. It just felt like it was. It was terrible. Uh, it was under an hour, and that is really short oh. for a root game. But um, for a root rematch, to be honest, I yeah. Would you play some root? Yeah, the, the second one we played with the on the Sunday, I was feeling a bit better. So, uh, and I played the alliance. And we had four people, so someone else played the lizards, and another person played the eerie, and another person played the cat. Uh, and that matchup is really, really interesting, where everyone is butting heads basically, and there's just so much going on on the board. Mm. <laughs> and uh, it ended up with the lizards unfortunately being crushed quite early because they were being such a nuisance. Mm. That's kind of what the lizards do. Mm. That those those gardens, man, they're just they're just the worst. Yeah, like they just they just mess up the board control. So that just ends up with the lizards just being taken out because people are sick of it. Mm. Um and they ended up with myself as the alliance, uh the eerie and the cats basically being in a standoff towards the end where like mm. we were turns away from winning and the cats use the dominance card which meant that at one point we were all working together to stop the cats from winning mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh the cats did eventually end up winning uh, and that's because i made a grave error of 
What do you mean? Whoa! I like the cats. <laughs> They're good. Um, yeah. I I made a fundamental mistake as the alliance by um, having too many troops to deal with the cats' dominance thing, and then not having anything left to train. Like, which meant that I didn't have any. Uh, I had like no actions to use on the evening turn. <laughs> Which meant that all those troops at that point were basically useless because mm. I couldn't use them to do any of the actions that get you points. So mm. there you go. That was my root game. There you go. That's my thing, Matt Jarvis. All right. Uh, yeah, I've been playing a few things. Um, so, like, I obviously played Pokemon with Liv. I played some King Domino with Liv and Maddie. Uh, I have not been playing Yu Gi Oh, but I started reading Yu Gi Oh. And, well, original Yu Gi Oh really messed up. It's just like a. <laughs> Yugi, the, the, manga, the, right? the main character, yeah, of, of Yu-Gi-Oh, just dispensing karmic justice on other students. Oh my god! There's a, a one point, uh, Yugi uh, and his alter ego. Uh, there's a whole thing going on. Uh, they play ice hockey with an explosive embedded in a block of ice, and then you can't do that because there's like a bully kid, and the bully kid explodes, and then that's oh it. My that's, god! It's I really dark. And you can you can see what the Sounds TV like the series Billy deserved it. just okay. to let's play this card game. Yeah, the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, the the anime is just like you got Joey Wheeler there just being like yeah. hey, Yugi, it's Joey Wheeler, and then you've got Yugi just being a little cute boy, and then he turns into like a man, Egyptian man, yeah, sort yeah. of, uh, sort of, and then but he's got weird hair, and then there's a Pegasus. Yeah, and that's, that's about the it. Yeah. And then they play cards, and there's a lot of cards. Um, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, send people to the shadow realm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> more importantly, I played uh, Leviathan Wilds, uh, which I was going to chat about last week, um, which I actually played a couple of weeks ago now, but I couldn't talk about it at the time. Uh, but it is the new game from the new studio formed by people that previously worked on Pandemic. Um, so they are veterans of Z-Man games, uh, also fancy flight games. So I think there's some people that worked on things like Star Wars Imperial Soul, worked on some of the Descent games. I think even worked on some of the living card games as well, um, like Arkham Horror. But the the new studio is Moon Crab Games. Moon Crab. Uh, Amazing. And their, their first game is Leviathan Wilds, um, which, yeah, I was lucky enough to get a run through uh, from the lead designer. The way uh, you say Leviathan Wilds is like your, like, well, it sounds wild. like you're, yeah, you're bigging up. Who, who, who are you getting paid by? <laughs> I mean, no um, man, be excited. <laughs> Leviathan Wilds is really cool. So it is uh, a kind of, it's best described, I guess, as like Shadow of the Colossus if it was a board game, mm -hmm. uh, except it's also a bit like Zelda Breath of the Wild, but only the climbing bits of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but as a board game. Um, and those two were the kind of most direct inspirations and influences on the game, uh, according to its team. So it is a game about climbing big creatures, Leviathans. Uh, the one that I got a run for of it was just a big turtle called the Sage. Uh -huh. um, and they, the creatures are in a book. So it's like a, the book is the board, kind of like Mice and Mystics. Um, not Mice and Mystics, Stuff Fables. The Mice and Mystics do a board. Book board, board, a book board. I can't remember. Stuff but, um, fables is, yeah. Yeah, stuff fables definitely did. Uh, anyway, so each creature is like the spread of this book, uh, and over the top of the creature is a grid, and the grid represents you climbing up the creature. 
so most of the spaces are just kind of spaces that you can move into. And then there are some spaces that will cause you to lose health points or lose you or cause you to lose grip. And grip is your deck of cards. Mm -hmm. So each character has a unique deck of cards mm -hmm. and you draw free at the end of each turn. And if your deck runs out, you then fall, you start falling. So there's this really interesting simulation of gravity where you fall like down the board, uh, which basically just means you move towards the feet of the, the, the Leviathan. But, <laughs> excuse me, uh, as you're falling, you can then play cards from your hand and each card can either be used for a set number of action points each turn, which lets you do pretty basic movements. So you can move one square at a time or you can spend multiple points to jump extra squares, but it means you can then jump over dangers and things like that. Um, but each character then has on their cards like a unique set of moves. Um, so for instance, the character I played had like an L-shaped move, like a knight in chess. Uh, and there was another one where you could move uh, even further than a jump, but you were kind of limited in the direction in which you could jump. Okay. So you can play those as you're falling. So... And the way you stop falling is you get to a rest space, which lets you refresh your deck. And you can you can visit rest spaces and spend um, some points to just do that manually, which is the better mm -hmm. way of doing it, because you don't just want to exhaust yourself, start falling, and then be like, I suppose I should really grab onto something here. <laughs> but it made for really like a really fun, like I guess, rhythm of the game, mm -hmm. where I really started to get into the motion of like, okay, if I spend these points use this card i can get to here and then at points it's like well i can without spending any points i can choose to just let go and drop okay. and that will help me out because i can then save my points and grab something on the way past so it becomes this really dynamic kind of climbing game uh, and you're aiming to get to crystals these binding crystals um which have sent the leviathans into like a rage and you get to them and you spend points to knock them down. They're represented by dice. So they can be different mm -hmm. values between one and six. So like if it's got a value of six, you need to spend six points to get it down to zero. Just a one is one and so on. Um, and the aim of the game is to just bring all those all down to zero. So it's fairly straightforward. And the, the general turn structure feels like Pandemic. You can kind of tell that the team worked on Pandemic games in the past because it's got a kind of similar breakdown of at the start of a turn, the Leviathan gets an action, which can be like uh, attacking you directly. Yeah. So sometimes it's like you will lose this amount of grip. Sometimes it will put a template on the square that you're currently on. So then you'll need to move out of it. Otherwise you'll get hit. Um, but that doesn't activate till the end of the turn. So you always have the ability to see what's coming, like position yourself in an, in a better way. Mm -hmm. And then it happens. Uh, and sometimes you just have to eat the damage um, and that becomes its own thing of like, well, you know, I could actually just eat this like two HP because it's better for me to go over here. Um, mm -hmm. Question, but... could we modify this to make the giant creature into a giant wife or not? Yes. Uh, so funnily enough, I asked them about, um, so the final game, so some of these details aren't final because they're still working on it. It will come to mm -hmm. Kickstarter over the summer, I think. Um, mm. but the game will have a campaign mode and there are 20, I think maybe just over 20 different creatures. Um, uh -huh. and their hope, which isn't final, uh, is that you'll be able to basically go into a region and there'll be a set number of monsters to that region. Uh, and once you have like cured them, they will then lend you their power or like lend you some support. 
and you will get kind of like permanent like one-off shared abilities between the team that way um, cool. so there's a benefit of like going to a certain region getting like the support of one and then going on to a different region and using it elsewhere but i said to them i was like this system would easily apply to the creatures from shadow of the colossus or something from breath of the wild well um, and they said that long term they hope to just release something that lets people make their own grids oh and kind of come God. up because uh... it had that feel of there's a really good system here i think actually the the art and the general atmosphere of the game is really like i really enjoyed it mm. um it moves really quickly there's not a lot of opportunity for like co-op quarterbacking like one person taking mm. control because everyone has a unique deck anyway mm. so you can't just tell someone to do like a certain thing because they might be holding different cards yeah um so it felt really satisfying basically it's like i we played for i think about 45 minutes something like that um we were playing like a non-final version it was a digital demo so you know take that with a pinch of salt but it felt it just moved really well which is mm. kind of the thing you want in a game about climbing mm. you know so here's here's my modification right we yes. this is the game we're gonna make which is called giant <laughs> giant wife please marry me <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's it's a selection of different giant wives and you have to like Perfect. climb them and then you have to like every time you get to like a crystal Close. bit you you have to well you have to like woo them and stuff right. so yeah, ah. oh, here's a delicious jam donut I found. <laughs> in the rest area yeah. yeah yeah like uh here is a cd copy of Simply Red's greatest hit. Just you know, like winning How the moment. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna climb up because they're so high up they can't hear you? So you yeah, get exactly. up there to be like, hi, can like, you marry me? Yeah, yeah. And then when you make it to the top, and then you can be like, can you please marry me? Yeah. You need to <laughs> and then to the top so you can whisper the sweet nothing into their ear. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so this will be on Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely not going to be on Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, it's game found. <laughs> no, oh, the Bible sounds really expansion. fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll work with them. We'll make it an expansion. <laughs> mm. Well, they oh, said that. So they said that the world, because the world comes with its own law, um, and like it is a campaign and it has a story, and so they've said that it's something that they may look to explore in the future. Obviously, this is a new studio, new game. They don't know like. How it's going to do on Kickstarter yet? But I, yeah, I think like it, it really won me over during my time of it. I kind of went in thinking, oh, it'll be another one of these, you know, it'll be a move around the grid, do some stuff. But I think in motion, it, it really, yeah, the, it was satisfying to just move and jump and get very far. When they told me it was a game about climbing, I expected you'd be moving like one or two spaces a turn and kind of like slowly making your way up this. <laughs> But actually, it just ended up being this very like fast-moving thing where you can you can cross that like Leviathan pretty quickly if you play all your cards. But then you just run the risk of burning through your stamina and then falling off. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it it does climbing in a very like satisfying way, and you can kind of feel the Breath of the Wild influence where cool. you know if you're about to run out of stamina, you can glide at points. You can glide in like an mm -hmm. arc beneath you, so that will also get you to a rest point. Um, it's a it's a really neat uh, game. 
A retro uh, futurologist says, I bring you a copy of Savage Garden's classic debut on CD and a packet of Mingle. <laughs> wow, Mingle's like not for bad at all. Oh, I would take it. Oh, the Galaxy, right? Galaxy Mingle, am I right? Oh, I thought it was just like an old Pringle, no? Oh, I'm thinking of munchies. I'm thinking of like the square munchies. Uh, I thought it was... Okay, I need to look this up. Maybe I'll... Uh... While you're looking that up, we'll move on to news. Um, <laughs> Uh, which we'll whisper fairly quickly because who would have thunk oh, it? We're overrunning. Um, the ben Bendix Mingles. They're, they're the little like mint flavored cubies. Oh, Chocolate yeah. Chocolate cubies. Do you remember these? They were like uh, After Eights evolved. Mm. Something like, I wanted yeah. to mention last week, uh, but didn't get the chance to because the podcast was about five minutes long, um, <laughs> was the Nebula Awards have announced a bunch of um, games. They're in the running for the, I think, best writing or like games writing, however they call the category. Um, but what's interesting is they've they've done games writing awards for a few years now, but this year's awards are dominated by tabletop RPGs. Oh, um, cool. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to them. So the Nebula Awards are typically um, like I think fantasy and sci-fi writing, that kind of um, genre, uh, and typically you know go to short stories and like more. I guess, traditional writing and narrative. Uh, but they also do interactive fiction um, and so on. And yeah, among this year's finalists is, is Wonder Home. Um, so if this is for games writing. Nice. Wonder Home, which is the, the game we've played on the channel. Um, Coyote and Crow, which we've got a review of on the website. Uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians, uh, Grandma's Hands. Um, and the game I can't find the name. Oh, Wildermyth. Um, which is a video oh, game. Oh yeah, that's really fun. <laughs> I'm sorry. You two have absolutely lost it. it. But lips <laughs> said something in the slack and me laugh. Anyway, <laughs> those are all great nominations. That's so cool to see. No, no, Kaiji Grow and Wonder Home Versus Sword Lesbians. I'm all for it. Excellent choices. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sincerely received uh, so there have been a couple of tabletop RPG things in the past but I don't think they've been full on RPGs in this same way so there was the Fate Accessibility Toolkit um, a couple of years ago which obviously was like a set of tools for RPGs more so um, and Sense and Seismosis I don't know how to pronounce that word um, yeah, was uh, in 2020's finalists um, which I think was more of like an interactive fiction game um, than like a, a tabletop RPG proper um, so yeah, so this year it's just absolutely full of tabletop RPGs, which is great to see. You know, like yeah, there aren't outside of a few hobby awards, um, like the Origins Awards uh, and so on, and the Ennies, of course. Mm -hmm. um, there aren't loads of like high-profile award shows that look at tabletop RPGs. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really cool to just see four tabletop RPGs all land in the same category. Uh, yeah. So I'm just scanning through Chase's story here. Uh, to see when these will be announced. Uh, I can't remember, if, I can't see if they have said when they'll be announced. Um, uh, cool May, May like, 21st, sorry. Nice. It's cool because like, hopefully that just means the people that like probably don't know where to look like might finally see this kind of stuff because like, I always try and be like trying to tell my friends about tabletop RPGs and like, they just don't know that they're around and I'm yeah. like there are so many amazing games that people could be playing. It's just exciting to think like hopefully this will like get in front of even more people and 
I'll find something. Yeah, and like the NES, the NES award a lot of good games. Like we saw mm. Heart last year, I think won a lot of them, and Walkborg was in there. But also, you see kind of the the old familiars like. D&D pops up a lot, like Pathfinder pops up right, a lot, and yeah. not that they are not deserving of awards, like supplements and source books for those mm. games, but it's nice to see games here that are from first-time designers or more indie creators um, yeah. really get a spotlight. Like, I hadn't heard of Grandma's Hands, but it sounds fantastic, you know, it's like a superhero, um, like, RPG uh, set during, like, the golden age of superheroes, um, which is, yeah. Is really cool. So I'm going to check that out. Yeah. yeah, likewise. I hadn't heard until I saw that, and I was like, okay, got to, got to play this. So it's really cool. I mean, it's still a uh, sin that we haven't played Dirty Sword Lesbian. Yeah, we were supposed to at one point, and that <sighs> fell, it fell through. But um, this, this year, it's happened. Got yeah, to be done. Yeah, yeah, I think it's powered by the apocalypse, right? I think yeah. so. Mm, yeah, yeah. turn of giant wife. It's yeah. gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, free can free Versi Sword lesbians win yeah. over this giant white. That's my gal. Quickly, while we're we're moving through news, uh, another one I meant to pull from last week: Rear Window of all of all the movies is getting a board game, uh, the Alfred Hitchcock film. Um, and I pull this because it's from Prospero Hall, uh, which mm. we've spoken about multiple times in this podcast already, because they also made Jaws the board game. And they have made the Jurassic World Villainous. legacy game um, and Villainous and all sorts of... They're kind of like the, I guess, the big name for turning movies into board games at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they generally do a really good job. Good job. Like, I don't think that they've had a real dud that I can think of. Mm. Um, you know, they are, they're part of Funko games now, so they are tied to the Funkoverse side of things. Um, but outside of that, like, their games feel like you know proper full-on adaptations and well thought out and unique um in a way that yeah like a lot of movie board games don't Mm. um yeah and rear window sounds cool it's like a mix of mysterium and like well it's mainly mysterium uh so like one person plays alfred hitchcock which in itself plays plays the director but it has a silhouette of alfred hitchcock no one wants to be alfred hitchcock famously (laughs) with a bit of a dick uh, a bit of a dick yeah but did uh yeah but did direct some good films at least oh yeah uh, so Mm, uh and then other people get to be um like Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly and their characters um, they get to be the characters that they played in the film rather than the actors Uh, And then, yeah, the the game is about, so the director is trying to lead the rest of the group to a a murder mystery that may or may not have happened. Like, there doesn't always have to have been a murder that's taken place. Uh, And then the rest of the players are basically looking through people's windows, because my window is about that. (laughs) Yeah. About being a voyeur and a bit bit of a creep. Bit of a creepo, yeah. Um, but... Actually, Matt, it's about the growth of modern architecture and change of American society. Well, whether the board game will reflect that, we don't know yet. Um... American dream. It's always the American dream, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be. But you're you're basically trying to work out, hey, like, who is this person that I can see through this window? Are they like an artist? Do they have a relationship with someone else in like another window? Mm. Are they about to murder them or have they just murdered them? Mm. Um, it sounds pretty cool. Um, you know, I, d- I don't think any of us saw a rear window board game coming because uh, it's not no. necessarily something that's <laughs> no. like a hot franchise now. <laughs> no, no. Uh, 
But, no one was asking for this, but yeah. yeah, it's like you can understand the Goonies, you can kind of understand, yeah. you know, Jurassic World and like Star Wars and all of that. I mean, but for someone to be like Rear Window, there's a game, that, <laughs> yeah. there's a movie that needs a game. I would have people want. I would have picked Vertigo personally, but you know, each yeah. their own. I guess. Well, even Psycho, right? Like Psycho feels like the Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, film, yeah. That's like cool. most I would well be the one. Like there would be some problematic elements that they would have to shoot around. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's some problematic things in Rear Window as well that yeah. they've obviously probably avoided. So, yeah. considering that Jimmy Stewart sat there with his little binoculars, being like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it will be out this summer, so we'll, we'll hopefully get to play it around then and see if it um, see if it's any good. But oh, it sounds it pretty promising, to be honest. Like it sounds interesting. Yeah, it's basically the kind of genre that is like the you know woman across the street from the woman in the window, like that kind of. <laughs> It's a little, it's it's a little bit. It's it's a it's a thriller, but like the guy has broken his leg and therefore he can't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember out. this film. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. he can like he, but he he spends his time looking in through people's windows. And yeah. one of them happens to have a blonde woman in it. Oh my god, it's a Hitchcock film. There's wow. a blonde attractive woman. <laughs> yeah, that that's what's his. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, the final bit of news I pulled is from today. Uh, or, oh my well, god, hot scoops! Uh, <laughs> which is, well, it's not our scoop, it's Collider's scoop, uh, the movie website, because they spoke to Chris Pine of Star Trek and Wonder Woman fame, uh, and also of about to be in Dungeons and Dragons the movie fame. Yeah. Uh, and he, yeah. he has offered some, I guess, the first real clue of what that movie could be when it comes out <laughs> next year. Um, so it's out on March the 3rd, 2023, so it's just under a year away mm -hmm. um but we we kind of know who's in that film it's yeah. chris pine there's um hugh grant's in there as he should. Yes, we've all seen Paddington. Yeah, we've all seen Paddington. Okay, <laughs> his crowning role. So, so they've they've got a heck of a cast. We but... we put together like um no we we did the D and D musical didn't we Ian, with wheels yeah. and we put together different acts together yeah. and I think that ours was the best version. I mean our casting oh. was amazing, it really but was. you know it was that you can't DeVito expect as, as everyone. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Idris Elba was in there. It was a good time. Yeah, Idris Elba was in there. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. I'm going to need like a full detailed breakdown of this at some you point. You can watch. <laughs> I can't remember all of it. God knows what <laughs> the episode number it was, but it was on the podcast. Um, okay. Yeah, we, we know that Danny DeVito oh. was definitely in it because <laughs> okay. he's in everything that we want to do. As he should be. Yeah. Well, there's no Danny DeVito in this film, but uh, there is, like I say, there's there's a bunch of famous people. It's a pretty strong cast, and we didn't really know anything. We still don't really know anything about uh, what it's going to be, or like which bits of lore it might adapt, or whether, for instance, it's going to be like the Mazes and Monsters film of Tom Hanks from way back when, where people kind of get sucked into D and D or a D and D like game, um, or whether it's just going to take place in the D and D like Forgotten Realms or like other parts of the lore, but. Uh, Chris Pine has given an idea of what the tone may be like. Um, so, in this, like I say, in this uh, quote from Collider, uh, who spoke to him, uh, he says, "It's like Game of Thrones, mixed with a little, a mix of a little princess bride, with just a smidge of Holy Grail, uh, like the Monty Python film. It's somewhere in that ballpark. Hell? It's it's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of frills. It's poppy. It's eighties heartfelt. There's a there's a bit of Goonies in there." Oh no! So he compares it to Game of Thrones, Princess Bride, Monty Python's Holy Grail, and Goonies. Goonies. Those are all in the so space different. of about two sentences. Yeah. They're all very different things. Yeah, I don't um, want Chris Pine to mess up D and D. Please, 
please. No, the thing <laughs> is, like, right? Some, I will say, <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in for defense for Chris Pine. He is one of the few Chris's in the Hollywood world who isn't mm-hmm. a bit of a, you know, I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say, but <laughs> I mean, not great. Like, I mean, Matt called <laughs> <laughs> Matt said dickhead. I didn't. <laughs> um, uh, he he seems like a, one of the better ones. But it is a very, it's a very confusing description. Yeah, Maybe they like were like, list of... don't give too much away. And he was like, I'm really just going to confuse them. Yeah. I'm just going to throw a load really, of stuff out there. Yeah, and really mess them up. Yeah. It, it does also feel like one of those things where we are in the age where um, everything now is like a throwback. Yeah. It's like this is mm. this is what Stranger Things did, right? It's like Stranger Things is like the Goonies. It is Stand it by D&D Me. It is, it, like, yeah, it is a bit D and D. It's a little bit like Close Encounters or ET. But like the, it's just I an amalgamation say, of stuff. The main thing that's con- that's confusing <laughs> me is the Game of Thrones thing. Like I've, that, I is he just saying that because it's fantasy? I suspect there yeah. might be a bit of that, and probably just like if you think of of what fantasy is for, like, yeah. and now. and I'm gonna I'm gonna make like generalizations here, but for like big Hollywood stars who you know outside mm-hmm. of the few that actually do play D and D, like fantasy worlds are kind of one and the same, right? It's like Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and D and D are basically interchangeable, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and so. I think I that's probably what they're Lord getting at here. It's like, like it's that would have made more things. <laughs> like um, when he says Game of Thrones, <clears> I will there say there's gonna be a bunch of nude scenes or like Yeah, <laughs> I mean I will I will oh, say no. like the the brand of Game of Thrones is not good at the moment. Like it is a no. soiled it's a soiled <laughs> nappy. It, yeah, it, for, it, for, it did for... not end people do not have a lot of people, everyone I've spoken to about Game of Thrones at any point. In it's the like last impressive how forgotten years. it is now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I either don't care about it or are still angry about how yeah. it is. Yeah. But it still has cultural cachet, right? It's like George R. R. Martin is still notable. Like, people are still like, mm-hmm. oh my he God, it's George R. R. Martin writing like 50 <laughs> words that they can base Elden Ring on. Elden, um, look, George R. R. Martin is sipping to like, he's sipping, <laughs> he's sipping margaritas on a yacht. Yeah. He does not care. Yeah. Like, so. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's the kind of impre- that's what he's that's what Chris Pine has said about this. <laughs> I um, have no idea okay. what this thing is. I, no, <laughs> I don't think anyone does. He also he added, we had a hell of a fun time making it, which take that as you will. That yeah, can no, that can mean it will be good. He said, I think it's gonna be really good. I mean, who fucking knows? But we got a really great shot. Yeah. I'm quoting oh, Chris gosh. Pine. I think we got a good shot, and John and John, which are the directors um, who did game night. Um, our killer guys, they know comedy and they know heart and we had a great cast and we had a good time making it and that's all you could ask for. Okay. Someone right. well, Thomas says, is it good? I don't know. I yeah. think so. We, we had fun know, making yeah. the thing is like... We had fun. Sometimes I mean, some I, of the... you know what? I'm glad he had fun. I don't want him to yeah. have a bad time making well, it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. at the same time, some of the worst films are like, people are like, yeah, you know, it's it's... Um, Adam Sandler like having a Hawaii holiday yeah, exactly. to make grown up food or Michael Caine Adam Sandler having a Hawaii holiday that's not everyone <laughs> having fun that's Adam Sandler enjoying his holiday like a lot of a lot of some of the worst films have genuinely come a lot of some of the best films have come out of terrible production but a lot of some of the worst ones have come out of terrible production because yeah. that's what that kind of production makes like everyone like the production behind the Mario Brothers movie like that is just an excellent example of like everyone is angry everyone is like 
bashing heads, people yeah. are getting hurt, like, every, and, most of the cast is drunk, like... <laughs> yeah, like, suffering is definitely not conducive to good art by default, uh, but yeah, it's, it is hard to read this, yeah. it's like, him just going like, yeah. yeah, we had a really good time, I don't know what people will think don't of it, but we had a good time. Hold me nothing, you know? Yeah. The, other so. thing that, the other thing that really confuses me is, like, um, and I was talking to someone very interesting the other day about this, um, like Dungeon mm. Dragons isn't it was you, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um Dungeon Dragons isn't like a super super niche thing anymore. Like no, not at all. I mean got... Roll is the highest earning thing on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. you've got especially like, like, like America and places yeah. where it's like just a lot more popular. Yeah. You've got I mean that's probably why they're making this film, but you've got like some pretty big celebrities like who have said, Yeah, I played it and they haven't just played it for like charity games. They play it mm. because they genuinely like it mm. why are they if, if this is the case uh i don't know if the cast to play it but like it seems to me like they haven't actually hired people who like play D and yeah, i kind of feel like diesel and stephen Colbert. yeah, Jim yeah. Isn't in they should have yeah. they should have hired or at least said to the, the cast hey can you please just like play a couple of how much effort is it to play a couple of games to actually understand what this is about? Or like yeah. even the directors or the producers or something. That is true. But I think also, and this happens with video game films, right? It's like someone who's like, mm -hmm. oh, I love the video. And they try and reproduce it exactly as it was as a video no, game. No, we're not asking them to do that just yeah. to actually understand, like, yeah, what is but, it like to play the like, but what, that what might, yeah, enjoy yeah, it has to that yeah um, it's like how close is the film going to be is it just going to be like yeah generic fantasy setting yeah, for that's realms or like that's is what it i'm worried it's gonna like... be like uh, i i'm not i don't think they're gonna adapt like actual law and i'm genuinely mm. fine with that because dnd from my perspective has never been the best thing about dnd has never been like the the characters or the law and i don't think it's no. for most people unless you're like playing Baldur's gate or whatever mm. uh but like it, to me, it's more about like understanding why D D is fun and why people mm. like it, mm. and I feel like you only really get that if you actually like play it, yeah. rather than me like because then then you're just gonna create you just you just base it on what you think D D is, which is yeah, here is Probably a dragon <laughs> and <laughs> some elves and yeah, a yeah. dwarf or something, and it's like very hard for people to understand what a tabletop role playing game is like if they've never played one. Like, yeah, like trying to explain it to people, it's like, like it is not like a video game. It's not like a board game. Like you, you have to play it. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopeful that because the the writer directors, uh, so John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, um, they did Game Night, which is which is good. They didn't write Game Night, but they did direct it, and mm. that was surprisingly good. And that is nice. about board game nights. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And is way better than it had any right to be as a pitch on paper. So I'm hoping that they at least are, like, they they get it, right? Yeah, it's like they, they get it. They understand it. Yeah, I, um, I just hope it's not just, oh, oh people play d d live in their mum's basement, and then it's, like, <laughs> a corny... I mean, you can't get better than the original, so I don't know why they're... <laughs> so why, why try? <laughs> yeah, um, why, why, why try and do better than, like... Jeremy Irons is absolutely eating the scenery and cackling it up. And a guy with blue lips who has blue lips for no reason. They never explain that at all. Like why he has blue lips. He just does. Just how, you know, just how the, like, the he vibe just, goes. He, he just um, has blue lips. 
I'm hoping that at least it doesn't turn out to be like like I really like Moon Knight, I really like Source Code, but Duncan Jones's World of Warcraft movie, Warcraft movie, is really Aww. bad. But it's bad because it's so bland. Yeah, and I that's know. what I'm hoping with the D&D movie. It's like, just don't let it be boring. Yeah, just don't, like, let, don't it let it be boring. I'd rather it be a hot mess. Yeah. Yes. Like, really go I love for that. it. <laughs> make it mean. Yeah, I would. <laughs> make it the next cat. Yeah, I'd rather that, right? Like, people will remember yeah. that. Yeah, I would rather that. become its own cult success. And in yeah. some ways, that would be true to the game in a lot yeah. of ways, where it went from this kind of niche like fairly cult following to being like this enormous thing like True. there's there's room for that to be yeah. like this very out there idea yeah, and i hope they just go for it and not either, make it just another mm-hmm. fantasy film yeah. even make it genuinely like good like a like like the the recent jumanji remake i think that those that fun. Yeah. they're great like they're really really good. Good. I, I think i think if we need to take any inspiration look at those films because those films are like mm. really great and they're not super serious they're actually Really stupid. Um, Daddy DeVito's in the second one. Is he? Uh, yeah. He is. Daddy DeVito yeah. playing the rock or playing or not playing the rock, no, but Daddy no, DeVito's talking bodies as with Aqu- various people. No, Aquafina has to pretend to be Daddy DeVito. That's it's yeah. amazing. She... Oh. oh, have we lost me? Oh, have we lost me? Oh, 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 no. Aquafina. <laughs> Oh, no, no Aquafina. No, 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 no Aquafina. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Oh. Jumanji's good. Jumanji that, that, is yeah. good. Let's, all right. That's where it should uh, end. <laughs> sorry, me and we will we'll follow up on your thoughts on Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'll send an essay. Back on that. Okay, you're right. <laughs> we heard, at least caught that. Uh, let's move on uh, to some questions uh, because we've got quite a few of them and we'll try and squeeze in as many as we can in the next, let's say, few minutes. Um, if you've got some questions for the Dice Break podcast, you can reach us at podcast.com. There you go. She's back now. Um, or you can tweet us at join Dicebreaker or just find us uh, at youtube.com slash Dicebreaker, the channel you're already watching, or dicebreaker.com. Uh, let's dive in with. Mm, okay, let's go for it. Maddie, one. Come on. would you like to read this one from Aaron Winmai? Where am I looking? Are you in the pod, the pod doc? Yes. Oh, sorry. It's at the bottom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, never mind me. Yeah, they're very deep. Scroll down. Ooh. Okay. If you could commit one crime and get away with it, what would you do? Stealing a ton of money. What is this for you? Is this for Maddie? (laughs) I think this this is for everyone. Okay. It's like for everybody. Like we could all be on like in a joint crime. Um, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eight. Oh yes. Yeah, I feel like the like pulling off a heist would be fun, right? Like that just seems really fun. Like basically, it's like a real life escape room. Like I'm down for that. And if you steal from people who are not nice, you Mm. know. Yeah, a lot of the rich people yeah. as well, <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah. Or right, Elon Musk. We're getting. Or it. yeah, or Jeff Bezos, yeah. like Jeff Bezos, yeah. both of them at the yeah. same time. Steal their money, redistribute well, the wealth. Away on the moon or whatever, we'll steal their. Yeah, well, they, yeah. Well, they're, well, they're like <laughs> sat on the moon. <laughs> rich people thing. Mm. Not so so big on the moon now, are we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, look the, <laughs> the poorest people on the moon now. We <laughs> got your money and redistribute. But like, uh, isn't all of their money just like in various companies? Like, yeah. how would you actually get their suck money? It, suck it out of the companies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, arguably not a crime because it's not like they yeah. pay tax. So you know, really, yeah. it's just 
we just collecting the money tax. that they really we're should be contributing to tax society, collectors. So. That's our if anything, we're, we're not committing crimes. Yeah, so the crime I would commit yeah. is taking well, up a career yeah. as a tax collector. <laughs> yeah, we just well, well, from uh, the Sims when you don't pay your bills. Like, but we will do it like stylishly. So mm. we'll plan the whole thing. We'll buy loads of really nice clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, basically, I just want to do Ocean's Eight. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we yeah. do that. Yeah, we'll get Sandra Bullock involved. Is that a, yeah? No, that's, that's a later one, maybe. But no, she's oh. in Ocean's Eight. Is she she's in Ocean's Eight? Okay, great. And Rihanna's yeah, we'll in Sandy it. Involved, yeah. And <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter's in it. Great. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. The whole gang. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Cape Blanchett's in it. Oh, to be honest, that them. is a dream. Like that's the dream, right? It's like just it's hanging dream. out with Cape Blanchett, just like Helena Bonham Carter, and like these awesome people, and yeah. look and amazing. I think she is in it. She's not. Yeah. We'll put. Yeah, we'll get her on board. Yeah, she's like, in yeah. it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Then we'll get them involved, and we'll look incredible, and we'll do a heist. There you go. Cool. No, there we go. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Aaron. Uh, uh, Liv, would you like to read this one? Uh, from Baron Breakfast, which is a question for Maddie. Ooh, yes, oh, sugar. From Baron Baron from Baron Breakfast. You bought your liver. No, to Maddie. Who is your first D and D character, Maddie? My first D and D character. Um, I have like a two thing for this so the very first game of dnd i ever played i was the dm mm-hmm. um but also i <laughs> it was the very first game I played it was just me and my my partner um and i also like wanted to play as a player as well so i made like kind of a character for my cat and then like i was also running it so i don't know if that cat the cat playing what? <laughs> uh, i can't remember maybe like a paladin i think um and we try and like get him to sit at the table and i would like have oh his my character God. Sheet, and we'd like try and get him to roll oh that my god horrible. this is incredible because <laughs> we thought we needed like we couldn't just do like one dm one player but yeah, you can do that we didn't know because it was like my very first time um so I don't really remember that one because I was trying to do a lot of things. But like mm. my first actual character um, was a druid called Una. And she was just your standard. I lived in the middle of the forest and I just had my little plants and my little creatures. And she was just going around yeah, <laughs> doing that. Life. Yeah, it's funny how your first character will literally be a stereotype of one oh, yeah. class. Yeah. Yeah. My like, Circle rifle. of the moon, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I want to be animal. Great. Yeah, my my Easy. rogue was just I am rogue. Same. I have dual wielding. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like money. Yeah, I like money. I'm brooding. I'm just like, oh, it's yeah, the rogue, and I'm gonna slice. And you die. gotta start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, uh, Baron. Breakfast. Whichever <laughs> would, Baron one or both of those. Uh, yeah, the Baron. Uh, cheers to the Baron. Uh, Mian, would you like Hello. to read this one from a retrofuturologist? Retrofuturologist says, <laughs> been a member for six months. Well, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank uh, you. Thank you. Question for everyone favorite jelly bean flavor? I've not eaten a jelly bean in a very long time. And I think that's because they've always got gelatin in them. But yeah. um, I imagine there's some that don't. I've got uh, a one kilogram tub in my kitchen oh, right sure. now that I could give you. Oh, give me a hold <laughs> for you, friend. Um, my favorite flavor is probably the white ones, from what I remember, like the cl- uh. the, the cleary white ones. Mm. They were always quite. They they just tasted sweet and slightly fizzy, 
my least favorite one is probably the green one because they were always lime. Why is green always lime and not apple? What is the problem here? Like apple's <laughs> quite a hard flavor to get, isn't it? Oh, it's the Lime's like great. easy. Lime oh, apple is great. I'm yeah, it should be apple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always think of the green ones as being like snot flavored because I think as a kid I ate more of the like the the every flavor beans, box. yeah, oh, than no. I did actual jelly beans. Um, but just, for various reasons, I don't eat those disgusting. anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, yeah, I like. I, I mean, I just like all jelly beans, basically, right? It's like, I love like jelly beans. They're great. The light blue ones or the pink ones. I think they're just very mm. sweet. Mm. Grapefruit, I think. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, or strawberry, maybe. Lemon sorbet. I think there's a good lemon sorbet mm. one that I like. You're fancy jelly beans. I'm like the white like one. Sharp lemon. The white one. And you're like, oh. <laughs> Never it's because I mostly eat gimmick food, so I'm always <laughs> easily tempted. If something's like, this is a weird flavor, uh, I'm like, great, feed it to I love me. That. Nah, so. I'm imagining you dressed in a big top hat, and you've got a little <laughs> monocle on, and like a suit with the ruffle. Yeah, and it's me and Jeff Bezos hanging out on the moon eating <laughs> lemon Yeah, sorbet jelly beans. The table with Jeff Bezos, and you've got like a little plate, and on the plate is a single jelly bean, and you're like cutting it with your knife. <laughs> I would never do that. I eat handfuls of jelly beans. Like I think that's the thing is I don't actually have a single flavor because my favorite Mulch. flavor of jelly bean is all of them. The mix, <laughs> yeah. yeah. With me just like to a them into me. Just yeah. I mean, I used to be as a child. I was like fascinated by those machines where you mm. put the money in. You put like a pound in or something. Or like I've whatever, got one of those. And you turn yeah. them and the. The sweets come out, and I was yeah. like, "Oh!" And you, yeah, you could. But do you remember you have the catalogs, and you can like buy those machines, and then put sweets in yeah. them, and put them in yeah. your house as if like, yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> like what's the point of that? Like, <laughs> it's a way to save money, right? Save money, probably, I guess, because yeah. you get a little um, treat. On, do you oh, remember the little? They're called gachapons, the, by the way. Gosh, gosh, the gachapons. Yeah, the gachapons. Yeah, the games. The the ones in Japan. I I went to the Pokemon Center and they've got a little gachapon and I got a little Eevee oh. I've actually got it here I got a little Eevee out of one what flavor is it oh, that's like <laughs> plastic plastic <laughs> flavor brown and uh I was so excited um but yeah and do you know you could get the dairy milk the little dairy milk dispenser things mm. they were like the coolest mm. thing when you were a kid you're like oh can you imagine having one of those you could like have dairy milk and i'm like you could just now i'm like you can just buy a dairy milk bar like yeah but uh, that's the thing is like food is much more enjoyable when it comes with a gimmick so like, my yeah, god my goddaughter true. for christmas once brought along like a a um it was like a roulette spinner wheel thing and it lands on a flavor of jelly bean and it's like wow. whoa is this the one that tastes Ooh. like hot chilies or is this the one that tastes like normal jelly bean uh and it was like well this is so much more fun than eating Just like eating 50 jelly, bean. jelly beans at yeah. once i mean i say that but also maddie have you given yeah. your jelly bean flavors i have no favorite but i have two absolute hates and if you gave them to me i'd never talk to you again wow. um <laughs> again they're like the fancy ones is it like the jelly belly ones the ones where they yeah. have all the flavors cinnamon Disgusting. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that one not being Horrid great. flavor. Yeah. Juicy pear, also grotesque. Juicy pear? Yeah. It's like <laughs> I, I it was so disgusting that I have a really distinct memory of how much I hate it. Is it green with like um, little like brown speckles? Yes, speckles. speckles. Yeah. Horrid. Uh, uh, unbelievably horrid. Right. Yeah. There we go. There's the official Dutch <laughs> ranking of jelly beans. Uh, jelly beans. From best to absolute worst. Mm.
Hmm. Uh, thank you, Roger Futurologist. Uh, Maddie, would you like to read this question for Maddie? Uh, yeah. Maddie Rawstorn. Question, Maddie. If you got transported to a D&D world, what class would real life Maddie be? I, again, I have two opinions on this. <laughs> I think either a bard, because, you know, people Classic. who do this kind of job, yeah, probably a bard, you know. Yeah. Got a lot to say. I'm loud and annoying quite often. No, not true, I like doing get, things. <laughs> get all the boys, girls, and people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the attention. All them. Can't relate to that bit. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at music, but you know, I'm here. I would like to be. There are different or... Mm-hmm. This is exactly yeah um just just being loud is one of those things yeah like when you're, That's kids, fine. When, you're when you're a kid and then your parents are like oh she's performing again like, <laughs> like <that laughs> yes <guy. laughs> she's acting out yeah. <laughs> that's it um mm-hmm. or a druid mm-hmm. uh i really like my absolute dream in life if i could have anything is that all animals just liked me that's oh, like that's my amazing. favorite oh. thing yeah to do little class yeah yeah oh. <laughs> So that's like my greatest, most deepest desire. So that's why I think Druid as well. I want that, but pigeons specifically. I mean, yeah, they, yeah, that, I mean they do count as like, you might as well take all the other animals yeah. with pigeons, right? It's like, you don't need to limit your... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Just pigeons imagine... really like me. You can oh, go okay, outside, yeah. yeah like, like instead of all animals liking you a bit, it's pigeons <laughs> like you that amount, but yeah. a single animal. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah, but they all really like you to the point where like, they will come up and like want to hang yeah. out with you. Yeah. Like I could go into a forest and a bear would just be like, come up it and I could just stroke it and yeah. we'd hang out and then attack you. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. You Did you hear around. about that giant bear that was like in the US? And yeah, it turned um, out to be two bears, right? Was it like it was different what? bears? They were think, di- they were yeah. actually different bears. I can't remember what the bear was called. Oh, like one stood on top of the other. <laughs> no, the headline was literally like giant bear turns out to be two bears. Yeah, no, they thought is that what is happening here? <laughs> they thought it was like the same bear. It was the bear would like became so tame that it would like go into people's houses and steal food from the house. And they're, they're not like, tame. They just do that. Yeah, yeah. It's just this, well, most of the most of the time, they they just eat like from the garbage. But mm-hmm. like these ones were like going in there, and the people were trying to get rid of them, and the bears were like, "I don't care. I'm just." <laughs> I'm a bear. They Look weren't attacking. They were just like, "I'm just going to take this pie <laughs> or something." But then they realized it was more than one bear doing it. It was like because they were like, "This bear is like striking so many households." Oh, oh my god! And then they realized it was more than one bear. Mm. Double bears. That makes sense. Like if one bear's squad. doing it. And I'm a bear. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm gonna get on what he's doing. So yeah, I'm gonna do free that. Pie. I think the bear had a really great name as well. I can't remember what it was. But carry I, on. Know. I was uh, imagining like it was. They thought it was a giant bear because it's like in a building, and like the front of the bear is at one side, and the back of the bear is the other side. <laughs> but it's just two bears. It's <laughs> just a really long <laughs> bear. <laughs> like, that's what it's there you go. Hank the tank. Is Hank the tank. Bear. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Which great name for a D and D character. Absolutely yes. enormous bear. My like, next druid. <laughs> <laughs> He's a I love it. Playing Honey <laughs> Heist in real life. Uh, <laughs> let's finish off with one last question for Maddie from David Leonard Flanagan, uh, who's been a member for six months of Dicebreaker Plus. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, question for Maddie: Favorite root faction to play as? Ooh. Um, my issue with this is is that I never have enough people in root. This is why I was saying, mm-hmm. how many do you need for the vagabond? Because I only ever play with two, max three, and so yeah. we've never actually got to play as the vagabond. Um, so I have a limited mm-hmm. selection on that. I have an expansion 
Um, but again, I think we couldn't play because we only had two people. So it's just sat on my shelf. So I like the cats. Just going to go standard. Yeah. I love cats. I love fancy little cats. And I love fancy little aggressive cats. <laughs> yeah, love capitalism. Love capitalism. Yeah. Love crushing my enemies under my heel <laughs> as a cat. Yes. Uh, the cats are good. I like the cats. Uh, they are I, fun. I agree. Good and easy. Uh, they don't want to play, I got... though, Mr. Jarvis. Sorry? They don't want to play. They don't want to play. Uh, I do like the Woodland Alliance. They are quite good. Uh, I mean, I think at this point I enjoy playing as all of the factions. I would say that mm. the Eerie I like playing as less, probably. They're satisfying if it works the out. The stress of the yeah. stress damn birds. The Vagabond really is fun, really fun as well, because but... the Vagabond's just like, I'm I'm pottering around, just getting my stuff, mm. and everyone else is fighting around me, which is quite funny. Mm. Uh, and then it's just like, I've got a crossbow, time to just dig in and <laughs> take out this entire clearing, uh, which is mm. pretty cool. For me, uh, it's all about the Eerie. Eerie's my favourite. Genuinely think Eerie is my favourite. Love that. Like, it started off as being like, this is terrifying. What do I do? Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm a, a master. Weaponised <laughs> pigeons. Now uh... because I've played Eerie <laughs> so much, yeah, mm. that I'm like, I just love it when it works out. And I've, I've won as the Eerie multiple times. Like, nice. they're probably the faction I've won the most at. Like, they can absolutely dominate if yeah. if you can get the play, rhythm right. Loki right. flex. Yeah. I, I like the cats and I like the um Woodland Alliance as well. Yeah. It's good. Root is good. Uh and with yeah. that, with that bombshell, yeah. uh, that Root is still great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your questions if you send them in. Uh thank you for listening if you've stuck around this long. Uh, that is this week's Dice Break Podcast. Thank you, of course, to Liv, me and Anne Maddie uh, for joining me uh, on this here podcast. We will be back next Friday at 2pm GMT. Uh, the clock, yeah, the clocks haven't changed just yet. After that, no. it'll be summertime. But for now, it's 2pm GMT uh, with more chatter about board games and temporal stuff. Of course, you can find us in the meantime over on youtube.com slash dicebreaker, dicebreaker.com and at joindicebreaker on Twitter. Uh, go and check it out if you haven't already. There's loads of good stuff. Mm -hmm. But until we are back next subscribe, Friday, subscribe and like. Subscribe, like, and ring the bell. Hit the bell. Hit the yeah. bell. Become Make a member. <laughs> All of that stuff. <laughs> until we meet again next Friday. Thank you for listening. Look after yourselves. Stay safe out there. <laughs> and most importantly, have a lovely day. See you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.